Cues. Real kids, real questions. Hi everyone, welcome to Kids Cues. I'm Kate. And I'm Dylan. And in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing fake news. How often do we hear that nowadays? Way too much. So the term fake news really took off in 2017 when President Donald Trump said it during an interview. Yes, and since then it has become a little bit of a catchphrase, yeah. <laughs> especially when he's talking to reporters. Don't be... Re- can you no, give I'm us not a question? Give you a qu- I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You st- can you stay categorical? You are fake news. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just so happens in Washington, D.C., there's an organisation that spent 10 years teaching students how to separate fact from fiction in the media. Yes, and that's way before Donald Trump <laughs> entered yeah. the White House. Exactly. It's called the News Literacy Project, and 91 countries around the world have registered to use their programs. So we're pretty thrilled to be chatting to their Senior Vice President of Education in America. Mr Peter Adams, thank you so much for joining us on Kids Cues. Now, we should really point out that it's a 13-hour time difference between Perth and Chicago, so it's really early for us right now. Yeah, I understand. It's in the evening for me. We really appreciate you giving us your time. Absolutely. Kids quite often use the words fake news is a bit of a joke, and we hear Donald Trump say it all the time. So to start off with, can you break down what exactly is fake news? Yeah, uh, although a lot of people use the term fake news to refer to anything that is false or anything that they wish was false, uh, it's actually a, a type of misinformation that is designed to to look like actual news, but it's been used in so many ways to refer to other kinds of misinformation that it's really not very helpful anymore. So I prefer the term misinformation over fake news so that we can be more specific about what we're talking about and, uh, and how to address it. So today we have some questions from the Year Sixes at Oberthur Primary School in Western Australia, and they have some questions on misinformation. This is Arissa. How do you separate fake news from real news? Okay, so um, real news comes from uh, reputable organizations that actually have standards for what they produce, whether they publish it online or they broadcast it. So uh, you can you know, read about the source of the information that you're getting, but real news makes an attempt to really uh, inform you about a topic to do so in a way that is dispassionate, that minimizes bias, that's transparent about how it knows what it, what it knows, what it's telling you. Um, so it will be sourced in a way that's clear and you know where the information is coming from. Fake news or misinformation uh, is often shared anonymously and uses loaded language that's designed to, to make you have an emotional reaction and often uses fake uh, images or images out of context. Yeah, there's been a lot of news sites that I've gone to that have been very anonymous and we don't really know who's posted them. And it's really important to tell the difference because, I guess, with something like coronavirus, fake news could have terrible consequences. Absolutely. Uh, Medical misinformation, you know, is especially dangerous if people are making decisions about the precautions they take in a situation like the current pandemic based on something that's false that can have real effect, uh, you know, a real effect on, on their health, but also the health of the people around them. Yeah, and that is a bit of a worry. Marcus would like to know where fake news mostly pops up. What is the most common form of fake news? Most misinformation occurs on on user-generated forums like social media. So Twitter, 
Facebook, places like Reddit, anywhere where people can easily publish information to the web. There are a lot of advantages to that. Um, People can share stories and perspectives and share things they created, but they can also share things um, which are false. So most misinformation uh, is shared on those platforms, including YouTube, um, and kind of goes viral from there and jumps across platforms. So what starts on Facebook may move to Twitter, may move over to, to some other platform as well. If someone says, oh, I saw an article on it, that might not necessarily be a reliable source as it used to be. And it can also be very convincing. And that brings us to Zara. What tactics do people use to make fake news interesting? That's a great question. A lot of times people who are pushing misinformation target our emotions. So they're trying to make us angry or fearful. uh, And they also target things people feel strongly about to get that emotional reaction. So if you see something that makes you have a strong emotional reaction, the best thing to do is to pause, to do a quick Google search uh, or a search on the web to see if what it's saying is true, see if you can recognize what source Uh, this came from and to look into it a little further before you share it or like it. In a way, it's a bit of a shady business, misinformation, people that make it, isn't it? You know, they use quite a lot of interesting tactics that can cost people money and stuff like that. Now, a couple of students, Vasilisa and Alan, want to know who might be policing this problem. Are there people who try to stop fake news from spreading? Are there any consequences for news or media spreading fake news? Those are both great questions. So first, yes, there are organizations that are trying to correct misinformation when they find it. There are some really great fact-checking organizations, and there is an international um, group of fact-checking organizations that have signed on to a set of standards. And then a lot of standards-based news outlets also debunk rumors, both local news and national news uh, around the world. And while most fake news or most misinformation originates um, with regular users online who are trying to get clicks or trying to spread confusion or chaos. Sometimes uh, news outlets make errors, but that's a little bit different because typically those errors are not intentional. If they were to intentionally defame someone or hurt their reputation in a way that's really irresponsible, there could be legal consequences, um, but that's a very rare occurrence. Um, Typically, when a news outlet makes an error, they correct it or they should and uh, tell people sort of how the mistake happened and what the uh, accurate information is as soon as possible. So this is going to be a really big and long-term problem to tackle. But do you think that governments around the world are doing enough to fight fake news? That's hard to say. Um, I think we can always do more, especially with programs like yours and really trying to engage young people and help them understand how to Uh, avoid this kind of thing. I think a lot of people worry about the idea of government um, interfering with the flow of information. That can be, that can be dangerous and lead to dangerous things like government censoring journalism that they don't like. And we've seen that around the world where some authoritarian governments have established quote unquote fake news laws, like laws against misinformation, but they wind up using those laws to silence their critics. So I think most of the response needs to come from social media platforms, from schools and educators to really help everyone um, get ready for, you know, catch up to the new information environment that we're all trying to trying to get our bearings in. Why are some governments kind of promoting the idea of fake news when they deliver some of it themselves? 
Well, I think politics is, is very strategic and tactical. So when politicians talk about fake news, sometimes often they are dismissing accurate coverage of things that don't help them politically, and they want their followers to dismiss that. They want their supporters to not be affected by a damaging news report. So um, that's a, that's become a common sort of political tactic, right, to, to use that accusation. And you're right. I mean, politicians uh, stress the truth. They misstate things. They spin things all the time. That's just politics. But there has to be a referee uh, in the world of, of what's true and what's not. And traditionally, you know, news outlets have, have been the best position to play that role. And I think it's important for people to see those accusations for what they are. Yeah, and I think nowadays people are actually starting to notice that saying fake news has just become, as you said, a really well-known political tactic. Now, Mia has a question that is probably one of the most important questions that we're going to ask today. How do you find trustworthy sources? That's a great question. So my best advice on that is to remember that Trustworthy sources of information don't actually ask you to trust them. They show you why you should. So when a reputable news organization reports something, they attribute that information to what's called a source, either an eyewitness or an official with the government or a document that they've um, gotten. So they can tell you where they got the information and they're sharing it with you. And then they should explain why that piece of information matters. If you compare that to an anonymous meme that's posted on Reddit or you see on Twitter or Snapchat, that doesn't actually show you why you should trust it. Those things are asking you to just trust that uh, the the claim is true. And that's exactly when you should stop and check things out because you actually don't know who posted that. You don't know what the evidence is for the statement. And and that requires a little further uh, reading. So going back and then researching the statement is always going to be very helpful to differentiate whether it's fact or fiction. In our podcast, we go to the experts for answers, and that's why I can trust the information. Mr. Adams, thank you so much for separating the fact from fiction in this podcast, because we are definitely not fake news. Absolutely not. Well, thanks again for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, or if your classroom would like to send in questions, or maybe you'd just like to have a chat with us, send us an email to kidsatthewest.com.au. Well, that's it from us. Until then, bye for now. Kids Cues, brought to you by the West Australians Ed Magazine and 7 West Media Education.